Welcome to the Shred the Spread podcast, episode 7, Recap Monday. If you're new, thanks for tuning in. If you're returning, thanks for coming back. This will be a very brief episode. I do have some things to do. Uh, My voice is kind of hoarse. I was at the Philadelphia Phillies game on Saturday, the day before they clinched the pennant. Uh, So shout out to the Phillies. Um, Obviously, we're going wild. Philadelphia is an awesome city, and it's awesome to be a fan there. So um, yeah, but uh, just really quickly, shout out to Dinell, man. What a hell of a week. Swept his picks. Me and him nailed our favorite underdogs. We did parlay those. I think 51, 250, so um, I didn't do as hot. I only hit one of my picks, uh, but that underdog parlay definitely came through, uh, helped the boy out. Um, Just really quickly, another insane week of the NFL. Uh, Falcons undefeated streak comes to an end uh, for against the spread, I should say. Uh, Packers and Buccaneers still continue to struggle. Mahomes has an incredible bounce back game, and shout out Miko Hardman for three touchdowns. I wonder what the odds on that was. Um, Giants still finding ways to win. They burned me in my my, uh, Jaguars pick. I mean, maybe they're real. (laughs) Daniel Jones is playing out of his mind. And uh, for all of our daily fantasy players, I actually play DraftKings. Um, Josh Jacobs took us to the promised land. The dude went berserk against the Texans. Um, So, yeah, let's get really quickly go into Recap Monday. Like I said, a brief episode, and then we will be back Thursday Dinell and myself will go over all the games game by game. So let's get right into it. So leading us off, we have the Cleveland Browns heading to Baltimore. Baltimore ended up pulling that game out. They won by three points. Um, Jacoby Brissett actually had an incredible game. He didn't throw any touchdowns, but he was extremely efficient. Uh, The Browns went back to the roots. They kept the ball on the ground. Nick Chubb, 16 for 91. But Jacoby Brissett, 22 completions on 27 attempts with 258 yards no interceptions, so, I mean, that's what they need to do to be a competitive team. Uh, Mari Cooper only had three receptions, but he did have 74 yards. David Njoku, what an incredible game for, out of him. Seven receptions for 71 yards. Donovan Peoples-Jones, six receptions for 71 yards. You know, and then he got four other receivers involved. I mean, Jacoby Brissett balled out. He gave the Browns an opportunity to win. They just had a very stale second quarter, and... You know, Lamar Jackson didn't play his best game. He was only 9 for 16 with 120 yards, but they also stuck to their game plan. They ran the ball. Gus Edwards, a little welcome back game, 66 yards on the grounds with two touchdowns. Lamar Jackson uh, ran the ball 10 times for 59 yards. Even Justice uh, Hill got in there, 26 yards. Kenyon Drake, extremely inefficient, but um, going forward, I doubt they're going to need him as much. Gus Edwards being back there, uh, I'm sure he's going to take Maine back roll again and then jk dobbins uh depending on his injury situation he should be back um so they have a tremendous backfield Kenyon drake was kind of the missing piece while everybody was banged up but um yeah ravens win that game they don't cover their spread which a lot of people were on the ravens uh i myself luckily was not um but yeah that's first game the buccaneers are struggling man they didn't even score a touchdown yesterday they put up three points. Tom Brady almost threw the ball 50 times, 32 of 49. They didn't have any running production. I I just, I don't get it. I just don't get what they're doing. They ran the ball like 15 times between Rashad White, Leonard Fournette, and Chris Godwin. And, you know, they were less than 50 yards. I mean, it's, it's actually incredible how inefficient they are on the ground. Mike Evans, nine receptions for 96 yards. Kate Otten. Four receptions for 64, and I'm pretty sure they all came on like that last drive where nobody was really even playing defense. But, you know, the the Panthers, 
<laughs> P.J. Walker, 16 of 22, 177 yards and two touchdowns. Deontay Foreman, 15 carries for 118 yards. And Hubbard even had nine carries for 63 yards. I mean, they're running it down the Buccaneers' throats. You know, D.J. Moore got into the end zone. Tommy Tremble got into the end zone. I just, the, the Buccaneers looked lost. The Panthers did whatever they wanted, whenever they wanted, and destroyed the Buccaneers. I have no idea what's going on with that team, um, but you know, at this pace, are we going to be surprised if Tom Brady just calls it quits? I mean, he's having issues at home. He's having issues on the field. The team is falling apart around him. They have so many stars on that team, and they are struggling to do anything, get stops, get points. Uh, they're just they're playing awful. The Cincinnati Bengals finally ended the Falcons against the shred, or against the spread undefeated streak. Uh, they whooped the hell out of the Falcons. Joe Burrow went berserk, 34 of 42, 481 yards and three touchdowns. Joe Mixon ran the ball for 58 yards and got a touchdown. Um, dude, this team is incredible. Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, both had over 130 yards. Jamar Chase had two touchdowns, and Tyler Boyd had a touchdown. Even T. Higgins got up to 93 yards. Hayden Hurst to 48 reception y- receiving yards. Joe Mixon, 33 receiving yards. I mean, dude, these dudes did whatever they wanted. I mean, the Bengals finally had a statement game. And as we were covering on the Thursday and Saturday episodes, I said, I'm just waiting for Joe Burrow to show me something. He's got to show me that he can dominate a game, and I'm going to keep betting against him until he does that. And this was his coming out game. He finally put his foot on the pedal and pressed it down to the necks of the Falcons and just kept scoring the ball. He didn't let up. The Falcons were extremely inefficient. Mariota struggled passing. They ran the ball a lot, but they weren't very efficient. Uh, They had one of those last second touchdowns in right before half but you know that's where they score all their points was the second half or second quarter um so Bengals whoop the Falcons ass Panthers <laughs> beat the shit out of the Bucks I mean this was crazy after a slow start in the first half the Cowboys finished the job in the second half scoring 21 points in the third and fourth quarter combined they beat the lines 24 to 6 and at halftime if you went on Twitter uh, like I do I kind of like to see the live reactions of everybody um, you know they were they were calling for Cooper rush they said get Dak out of here he's not doing what he's supposed to he's washed blah 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 um, you know regardless he did finish the game strong he was 19 of 25 with 207 yards and a touchdown no turnovers uh tony pollard and zeke incredible games on the ground zeke was the one who got into the end zone twice uh cd lamb doing what he does 70 uh, yards re- receiving Noah had a solid game 50 yards receiving and dalton schultz finally got back up onto the stat sheet after having three very quiet games uh obviously missing one uh, but he had 49 yards so uh jared golf turning the ball over, wasn't making very good reads. Coming off a bye was shocking. Uh, the lines looked extremely sloppy. Uh, but a team that didn't look sloppy was the Giants. The Giants came back, story of my life, scored 10 points in the fourth quarter, and the Jacksonville Jaguars scored zero. So uh, not only did they come back and cover the reverse spread, they also ruined the spread that I had for the Jaguars minus three. Um you know, I need to either just start betting against the Giants first half or, you know, just stop betting against them at all because they just keep burning me. The Jaguars, they, although ETN had 114 rushing yards on the ground, I mean, nobody else really helped that. Uh, Zay Jones had a wide receiver 
sweep or handoff for 14 yards uh, to Michael Hasty, one uh, rushing yard. James Robinson obviously didn't play, um, but it was ETN, the, the main back, which he did his job. Uh, but Trevor Lawrence, yeah, I don't know, dude. 22 of 43, he was forcing a lot of passes. He had 310 yards, but, I mean, that doesn't tell the story. He didn't throw an interception, but he also didn't throw a touchdown. They were struggling to convert on third down, and they were just they looked sloppy, um, especially in the second half. And Daniel Jones, once again, uh, no interceptions, 202 yards in the air and a touchdown. Saquon Barkley, 24 carries for 110 yards. And Daniel Jones, 11 carries for 107 yards. I mean, this team is just explosive right now. They're making plays. Uh, I mean, 100, 100 plus yards for Daniel Jones on the ground. I don't know if that says more about him or the Jaguars lack of ability contain him um Darius Slayton got into the end zone and you know remember we have to realize the Giants are missing a lot of their main receivers and they're doing this uh it's just it's incredible what this team is doing this could be a sentiment of the coach um but you know they're 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 popping off so NFC beast uh, is the title we need because everybody is cruising and you know we'll get to the commanders in a second but you know, we have the Eagles, Cowboys, Giants all at the top of the division. We have the Commanders that just beat the Packers. Not that they're saying much because the, the Packers are struggling. Um, but, you know, that, that, that division is unreal right now. Matt Ryan's throwing the ball 33 or 44 times for 243 yards, two bad interceptions. Jonathan Taylor just cannot get going. I don't understand what's going on with the ground game. 10 carries for 58 yards. Um, this is not the same Jonathan Taylor um I don't know if it I test it kind of looks like he's hesitant on his first read uh I don't know if that's a result of the lack of blocking ability from his offensive line or it's just him you know not being comfortable in the backfield right now um but the the Colts struggle to do anything uh Matt Ryan turning the ball over in the opponent's red zone making bad reads uh Colts are getting a third and long way too much they just they are not the team that I think we expected to be. Paris Campbell, 10 receptions for 70 yards and a touchdown, and Pittman, 6 receptions for 58 yards. I just, I'm, I don't know what this Colts offense is doing, uh, but we know what the Titans are doing. They're going to give the ball to Derrick Henry, and they're going to let Ryan Tannehill manage the game. Derrick Henry, 30 carries for 128 yards and surprisingly didn't get into the end zone. Um, that's insane. The... Titans really won this game by their defense and maintaining control of the clock. And that's what they do. The Colts turn the ball over. And once you turn the ball over against the Titans, it's extremely hard to come back because they will kill the clock. Um, a team that started off struggling but finished extremely strong was the Commanders. Packers jumped out 14-0, and Taylor Heineke got his shit together and drove the Commanders down the field possession after possession after possession and put up 17 unanswered points. That team is resilient as all can be. Aaron Rodgers didn't have a terrible game, um, but once again, they started off giving Aaron Jones the ball. They were moving, and then they went away from it. Aaron Jones had eight 
carries for 23 yards. A.J. Dillon had four carries for 15 yards. They didn't have any tremendous receiving production from their uh, receivers. However, Aaron Jones, a couple flip passes. He did have nine receptions for 53 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, The Commanders, Taylor Heineke, 20 of 33 with 201 yards, two touchdowns. He did have an interception, uh, but... The story, the moral of the story is keep the ball on the ground, limit the turnovers, give it to Brian Robinson, who had 73 yards on the, on the ground, give it to Antonio Gibson, who had 59 yards on the ground. And finally, Terry McLaurin gets involved in this offense. He shows up on the stat sheet, 73 receiving yards and a touchdown. Antonio Gibson also had a receiving touchdown. Curtis Samuels being solid, five receptions for, 50, uh, five receptions for 53 yards. The Commanders beat the Packers 23-21. That was the first part of our underdog parlay the commanders and i mean what a read this commanders team they were struggling with Wentz, and donnell and myself both said we would not be surprised if this if this commanders team goes out and win because taylor heineke is going to manage the game a little bit better than Wentz. he's going to make some more accurate passes he's not going to try to be a hero and you know donnell said it best the dude taylor heineke not only a quarterback he is a football player and that's exactly what he did he is gritty he got the commanders a win and um yeah they hit the first part of our underdog parlay the raiders offense finally exploded that might be a direct product of josh jacobs but Derek carr was efficient 21 of 27 getting the team in good positions to convert on third down and josh jacobs just carrying the low with 20 carries for 143 yards and three touchdowns Devonte adams 95 yards receiving hunter renfro 55 yards receiving mac hollins 44 yards and a touchdown the raiders were buzzing uh davis mills didn't play awful 28 of 41 with 300 yards and two touchdowns he also had an interception but damian pierce you know he's, he's showing that he can be the main down back 20 carries for 92 yards uh jordan akins was their leading receiver or tight end uh with 68 yards uh their second best receiver was the backup running back uh Ogumbowale uh or however you pronounce it with 54 yards and then you had Brandon Cooks with 46 um you know it was really just distributing the ball to a lot of different playmakers and Damian Pierce running the ball on the ground that Raiders whooped the Texans ass 21 unanswered points while it was a competitive game the whole first three quarters Raiders win 38 to 20. Um, the second game, <laughs> this this Jets and Broncos game was a mess. And I don't know why I keep straying away from these unders because for some reason I just keep believing that the Broncos are due for so many explosive plays and points just because they have playmakers. Uh, Zach Wilson threw the ball a little bit more than uh, usual. He threw the ball 26 times, but you know not very not very efficient. 16 of 26, but you know Brees Hall four carries for 72 yards before he and a touchdown before he went down uh they are fearing a serious knee injury so um make sure if you guys are playing season-long fantasy you give a nice long look to michael michael carter if he's available to you um there wasn't really any receiving production it was just mainly rushing the ball from the jets um and then make plays on defense um lamarcus joiner got an interception um, but, you know, other than that, this was just an ugly game from both sides. The Broncos, uh, Brett Ripien, 24 of 46. They threw the ball 46 times with a backup quarterback. He had zero touchdowns and threw the ball 46 times. Melvin Gordon was the lead back with 11 carries, but he only had 33 yards. Latavius Murray, eight carries for 24 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Jerry Judy, seven receptions for 96 yards. 
Greg Dolchich, six receptions for 51 yards, and Cortland Sutton, three receptions for 23 yards were the, the main guys. But, you know, this team is not going to win, dude. They're not going to win with the lack of ground production. They're not going to win with basically one receiver having the workload every week and still not finding the end zone. Uh, the Broncos did not also, just like the Bucks, did not score a touchdown. I don't know what to expect with this team going forward. Um, I'm really pointing at the coach at this point. Uh, it's just, it's ugly. We, we don't go out there and throw the ball 46 times with a backup quarterback when really this whole game is a one possession game. You got to manage the clock. You got to move the ball. You, you just have to trust your backfield because Brett Ripien is not going to win you games in the NFL. I'm sorry. It's just, it's just not going to work. I'll tell you what, man, this Chiefs is clicking on all cylinders right now. Patrick Mahomes only threw the ball 34 times with 25 completions. And in 25 completions, he had 423 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. They really had zero running, rushing production on the ground. I mean, the Niners shut down their running attack, and they let up hundreds of yards in the air. 423 yards in the air. Juju Smith-Schuster, 124 yards and a touchdown. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, only three receptions for 111 yards. Travis Kelsey, six receptions for 98 yards. And you even have McKinnon getting in there out of the backfield with 36 receiving yards. That team looked scary. The first half started off extremely slow. I was feeling pretty confident about the Niners plus two or two and a half, whatever you may have gotten. Um, and then Patrick Mahomes just exploded. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo threw the the ball 25 or 37 with 303 yards two touchdowns and an interception uh, McCaffrey his debut eight carries for 38 yards nothing crazy uh, Jeff Wilson seven carries for 54 yards uh, mainly but they had George Kittle for six receptions for 98 yards Brandon Ayuk had 82 yards Ray Ray McLeod had 65 Debo Samuel surprisingly shut down with five receptions for 42 yards um the Niners were just trying to, you know, maintain clock, convert first downs. And, you know, whenever Patrick Mahomes got the ball back, he didn't need but a few seconds to launch that shit. Uh, so Patrick Mahomes took off with that game and the Chiefs won 44 to 23. The Seahawks handled their damn business for the second leg of our underdog parlay, uh, 37 to 23. Uh, it's time to get Brandon Staley the hell out of Los Angeles. That team should not be struggling like this. They scored 14 points in the second quarter, and then they scored nine points in the fourth quarter. That was it. Geno Smith, another efficient game besides the one interception, 20 completions, 27 attempts, 210 yards, and two touchdowns. Have a day, Kenneth Walker. 23 carries, 168 yards, two touchdowns. Marquise Goodwin, hello, welcome to Seattle, dude. Four receptions for 67 yards and two touchdowns. Tyler Lockett, seven receptions for 45 yards. But this win was a costly one. It looks like DK Metcalf has a serious injury. I'm not sure what the latest on him was. Uh, I saw there was potential season ending, but that would be devastating for the Seahawks after how well they've been playing. Um, the Chargers could not run the damn ball. They threw the ball 50 times with Justin Herbert. He only had 293 yards passing with two touchdowns and interception. His main receiving back was Austin Eckler. Uh, 
Mike Williams got in there with 86 yards. Gerald Everett had 63 yards. But other than that, there really wasn't anything else. Uh, Kenneth Murray, one of my favorite linebackers in the NFL, got a solid interception against Geno Smith. But other than that, it was a pretty clean game from the Seahawks, and they won 37-23 to as an underdog. Sunday night, the Pittsburgh Steelers traveled to Miami to take on the Dolphins, and the Dolphins triumphed in a 16-10 victory. They did not cover their spread, uh, but I know the Dolphins fans were so happy to have Tua back. 261 yards and a touchdown for Tua. Uh, Raheem Mostert on the ground had an extremely great, efficient night. Jalen Waddle, four, only four receptions for 88 yards. Tyreek Hill, seven receptions for 72 yards. Uh, Mostert didn't get into the end zone with a receiving touchdown, but other than that, um, it was the field goal game for the, the Dolphins. Pretty solid defense. Uh, Kenny Pickett was 32 of 44 with 257 yards, a touchdown, but three interceptions, what definitely hurt him. He was having not a bad game. Uh, Najee Harris, 17 carries for 65 yards. Kenny Pickett took off three times for 20 yards. Pat Fryermuth, welcome back to the lineup. Eight receptions for 75 yards. Pickens, 61 yards and a nice touchdown catch. Uh, Deontay Johnson, 42 yards. Claypool, 41 yards. Um, you know, Steelers defense didn't play terrible, uh, but you know this was a low-scoring game, 16 to 10 Dolphins. There wasn't really much to it. Kenny Pickett is kind—I mean, he shows glimpses of hope, and then he just kind of makes bad reads. And you know, he obviously had the one at the end of the game, the long pass, trying to you know get something to try to take the lead, but uh, that got intercepted. But so he really had two during game touch interceptions. But um, yeah, I think I think the Steelers are going to be okay with Kenny Pickett. He's just going to keep progressing. He had an efficient game, 32 of 44. And I think that's that's a, a good sign against this pretty strong Miami defense. Uh, but let's take a look at Monday night. The Chicago Bears are heading to New England to face the Patriots. Patriots are eight-point home favorites, and the game total is 40 points. This is a tough game to cap um, because the Patriots could shut down the Bears and put up 42 points. This could be a competitive game that comes down to the wire and it goes under. Uh, but, you know, Dino has the hot hand, and I did have to consult with him. I did give him a call earlier, and I said, hey, what are we looking at for this game? Um, and believe it or not, we're on the same side, so that's good. I'm trying to roll with the hot hand. Um, and we came to the conclusion that there's no way the Patriots don't cover eight points. We're hoping Bailey Zappi is the starting quarterback. It wouldn't make sense for him to have a hot hand and Bill Belichick to go away from him, but you never know. Uh, but I think we're going to take the Patriots minus eight tonight. The Bears offense has just been struggling. They're not really getting anything. Justin Fields doesn't have much help. Um, you know, Darnell Mooney is pretty his, his pretty much his only solid receiver on the outside, and they have David Montgomery, but you're not... I mean, we saw it with the Browns. You're not going to run on this Patriots defense. You're going to have to throw the ball, and that's what Bill Belichick does. Now, this, is a, <laughs> this was a second week in a row of the media asking Bill about the defense of his opposing team, and very rarely does he give praise, but, you know, he says uh, they're fast, and, you know, they're young, and they're talented, and, you know, when he said that against the Browns, he demolished the Browns so we are going to take the Patriots minus eight uh, I'm not I'm not thinking this line will move much uh, if Mac Jones come in comes in and he starts this game I don't 
think he's enough to change this line. Uh, like I said, Bailey Zappi's got the hot hand, so we're hoping Bill rolls with him. But market Patriots minus eight as our Monday night podlock. And this one does have the Dynell stamp of confirmation. So that is going to do it for me on Recap Monday. If you made it this far in the episode, thank you so much for tuning in. I really hope you enjoyed. Uh, I apologize again for the hoarse voice. Um, I said this was going to be a pretty brief episode, but end up kind of being our usual uh, length. If you enjoyed, please rate the podcast. We are getting some great reviews and we're trying to change up to alter what you guys think we should do in the future. We did try some new mic settings. So if you did enjoy these, you can let us know on Twitter at shred the spread underscore. Let's go ahead and hit this podlock tonight. Patriots minus eight. I'm feeling really good about it. Um, but then you will be back on Thursday to hear Dinell and myself breaking down these games. There's a lot of good games next week. Um, I can see a lot of underdog victories as of right now. Um, but, you know, we will dig into that more on Thursday. So thank you so much for tuning in. As always, it's been Jared, and we will see you on Thursday. Thanks for listening.